0: Welcome to PeopleTech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. I'm Mark Pfeffer. My guest today is Bob Lorenzo, the CEO of DecuSoft. They provide software focused purely on compensation management. We're going to talk about integrations, the impact of COVID and the Great Resignation, and the industry challenges he's keeping an eye on all on this edition of People Tech. Hey, Bob, it's good to see you. So let me start by asking, what does DekuSoft do?
1: Mark, we uh, provide a automated compensation software platform called Compose, and we basically um, enable our customers to better automate their compensation processes uh, for executive variable pay and compensation.
0: I know you talk a lot about integrations in your in your background material, and you've got several you've got integrations with several big names, UKG, uh, for example, Workday. What role do integrations play in your strategy and in your business model?
1: Well, a lot of our customers um, they come to us in, in really one of three ways. They're either um, Migrating off of Excel because of the issues and concerns that you have with Excel over time, um, mainly with lack of security and formula errors and just the time-consuming nature of dealing with um, comp- with uh, Excel. And then you have customers that add a, a best-of-breed point solution like Compose to their HCM solution like a Workday, a UKG, Oracle, et cetera. Uh, So we have to have the ability to integrate with those respective providers, which we do. When we are uh, integrated with them, we'll often do the heavy lifting as it relates to the compensation and then feed the data back um, to that particular system of record, whether it be Workday or UKG. Mark, over 80% of our customers do have Compose running with one of those uh, large providers. Uh, the other types of people that come to us are sometimes those that try and do a homegrown system. And uh, then after time, they just migrate to us because uh, they realize it's, it's, it's expensive and it's hard to maintain. Um, so they'll come to us to uh, you know have a cloud-based solution.
0: Now, I imagine right now things are getting pretty interesting in the world of compensation. What with COVID, the, the great resignation and all of these things, from your perspective, what's going on, and what are the impacts you're seeing?
1: The uh, everyone's talking about the Great Resignation, and with with good reason. Uh, I think there's two million people resigning uh, every quarter over the last couple of quarters. Um, some companies are seeing you know nearly a quarter of their uh, workforce uh, resigning. I think the work from home has dramatically uh, working from home has dramatically impacted. Um, what people do and how they do it. Uh, I think when we go back to some type of normalcy into 22, um, I think the working from home, and the flexibility is going to be a trend that continues permanently. Um, In terms of how that relates to comp, one of the biggest factors is, do you compensate someone based on where they live and where they work? Um, To me, it's all about Compensating people fairly based on the job they're doing, regardless of of where they're working. But uh, some of the trends I think with the uh, working from home and great resignation are going to continue. Um, in terms of how things impact the compensation as relates to COVID, we've seen a lot um, more frequency types of payments. Uh, some things are changing uh, in the world of comp. You know, when you um, try to incent people not to leave um we're seeing some things where people are often skipping some of the uh typical promotions and the succession planning so if you have a a at-risk person or a, a high performer uh you may forego a position and 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 move them forward one or two positions to justify an increase um, there's also things that we're seeing that uh, they're accelerating some of the vesting schedules. so if you have equity and it's a four-year vest and some key employees Uh, they're seeking board approval to get, um, you know, a vesting schedule cut in half so that you can accelerate some of the uh, worth to those particular, um, you know, high worth employees. So a lot of trends and things happening. Comp used to be a end of year type scenario. We're seeing um, uh, more frequency with mid-year cycles Uh, Even quarterly, and and believe it or not, some companies are doing uh, monthly compensation cycles. So compensation tools are being used more of a year-round tool, um, providing a lot of reporting and analytic functionality that often benefits not only HR, but finance as well.
0: Could you talk about that a little bit, Um, the the idea of compensation being more than an end-of-year issue? Yeah. Yeah
1: how is it how is it changing we just see that a lot of our uh, customers especially in financial services are um paying incentives more frequently than just end of year Uh, it used to be especially on wall street you get your end of year bonus we're now seeing some uh mid-year uh bonuses and, and cycles being paid And uh, in other industries, uh, retail, manufacturing, or what have you, they're trying to incent people more often, um, so we see quarterly and monthly. And again, I I think a lot of this has to do with uh, what's happening in the workforce, not only the demographics, uh, the working from home, uh, but just trying to incent people more frequently so they value their uh, employment. Uh, Another thing we're seeing is um, better communications. And coming out of a a comp system enables you to provide um, a compensation statement and also a total reward statement, which encompasses all of the components, uh, both cash and non-cash, part of your compensation. So putting a number to your benefits, putting a number to your perks, your 401k matches, uh, and and some of the the non-standard type things and communicating them to the uh, employees, uh, again, as a way to retain talent and remind them of what their uh, overall compensation package is.
0: Now we're recording this at the end of October, 2021. And so I, I, I think we can start to talk about 2022. So let me ask you, as you, as you look out f- over the next year, what are the things that concern you most in this whole area in, in comp and comp technology?
1: Well, I think what concerns me the most is also an opportunity. There's there's a, a, a lot of things are changing. I think there's going to be more, the trend of more frequency uh, in terms of payments and payment types. So uh, again, you need a system that can help you manage and also quickly adapt. So if, if the board wants to change things and pay frequently, uh, change some of the comp plans, Uh, and some of the methodologies on the fly. It's kind of hard to do that if you don't have an automated uh, system. So I I think the types of payments are going to, uh, types and frequency of payments are going to continue. Um, And I also um, can see that the um, great resignation is going to continue to a certain degree and then hopefully kind of level off as we um, get back to normal. Uh, A couple of things we haven't spoke to uh, relative to diversity, equity, inclusion, and the the, the ESG initiatives are out there. Uh, I, I think with some of the, um, you know, changing of potential tax laws and things like that, you could see a little bit more emphasis being put forth around the governance portion of the ESG as it relates to executive compensation. Um, and, and I think with the having a tool that enables you to uh, extract some of the uh, analytics and reporting functionality I think is going to be really important um, because if you do get audited, you need to have a tool that can quickly give you access to accurate information. So I think the uh, ESG is going to continue to to be a little bit more prominent as we get into 22 as well. Did that answer your question, Mark?
0: It does. Yeah. And let, let me just ask you one more question, which is, could you Take those thoughts and sort of put them in the context of of your product, of your roadmap. What what are some of the big challenges
1: you think you're going to have to address for your customers next year? Yeah, I think think a couple of the biggest we've touched upon, but uh, predominantly giving our customers the ability to uh, extract data in a timely and accurate manner. Uh, So we've incorporated a dashboard and analytics module into our platform. Uh, So basically it it enables our customers uh, to get access to data without having to buy uh, another tool. So the dashboard analytics are something that are going to, uh, we're going to continue to evolve and provide uh, our customers because we often see finance coming to HR, asking for information, and then HR has to scramble and try and uh, find, uh, answers to, uh, you know, to appease the finance folks without having a tool or the ability to do that. Uh, it becomes difficult. So the dashboard analytics is something we're going to continue to, um, evolve for our customers, uh, and try and stay ahead of them in terms of what they want and, and provide the functionality for them to do that.
0: Okay. Well, Bob, thanks for taking the time to talk today.
1: Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it, and uh, really enjoyed the time together.
0: My guest today has been Bob Lorenzo, the CEO of Decusoft, and this has been People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report, where we're a publication of Recruiting Daily. We're also a part of Evergreen Podcasts to see all of their programs, visit www.evergreenpodcasts.com. And to keep up with HR technology, visit the HCM Technology Report every day. We're the most trusted source of news in the HR tech industry. Find us at www.hcmtechnologyreport.com. I'm Mark Pfeffer.